We will now prepare your planet for habitation by the Zion. This time, a contemporary tale concerning the Space Action Podcast! You are the population of the world. With your hosts, Chris Carson and DC and Shama. Well, well, well. This is the weasel. This is the reptile cage. Here are the ducks. Welcome to another episode of Space Action, a podcast, a division of Space Action Heroes, a webcomic that you motherfuckers can find at SpaceActionHeroes.com. I am Denise Winshama. And I am offended by your language, sir. Yeah, I came out of the gate hot there. My apologies. Jeez, jeez Louise. <laughs> sorry, sorry. And I am Chris Carson. How's it going? How you doing, Chris? Eh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Starting strong, starting strong. That's all I got. That's all I got. Uh, yeah, well, know. today, folks, for you, we have a cavalcade of DC Universe bum, bum, bum. hits coming at bum. you hot. Because, bum, my bum. God, this is the year of DC. Did your theater have, like, that the year of DC teaser thing before where they listed out all yeah. their upcoming? <laughs> really? That was so lame. Really <laughs> fucking like, big flex. Odd flex, but okay. That feels like someone going out and being like, you know who's awesome? Me. I'm awesome. Like, I, I don't can't remember the last time I saw before a Marvel movie, a Marvel teaser being like, don't forget that you like us. Well, to me, it felt like we have to rush like two years worth of marketing we didn't do for the five things we apparently have right. coming out this year, you know? Cram it all in. The 18 yeah. Batman that are out there. Yeah, exactly. But we got, yes, the Peacemaker and the Batman. Yeah, we're going to do the Batman and the, and the Maker of Peace. Two polar opposite totally fucking things yeah. now under the same umbrella which i kind of like if you think about it well i guess they're they they technically would be in different universes i wonder if dc is planning to because they're always jumping the gun on marvel and they're they tried to get ahead of spider-man with the flash but then the plague happened yeah to do the multiverse thing so i wonder if they're planning all of these standalones are going to converge in a multiverse movie eventually is that their I'm, plan like joaquin or we phoenix's joker is going to go up against battinson it's not a Pat- bad idea yeah and even if It'd they do it once, it doesn't mean they have to hold to it. They can just go right back to their separate universes at the end. Yeah. Isn't it great? Like, I know this is such a simple and obvious thing, but just, like, having it out there of multiverse, like, the idea of multiverse is so creatively interesting because you don't have that, like, bizarre attachment. Like, oh, they're recasting Michael Keaton? I don't want right. to see that. Because it's not the Batman anymore. It's a Batman. It's one of the many Batmans. It re- I yeah. bet you for a lot of writers, it takes a lot of pressure off of being like, you can't do oh, that sure. with this character. It's like, in this universe, I fucking can. I don't give yeah. a shit. I'll make this Martha Wayne a fucking psychopath. I don't give a shit who spent time yeah. in an insane asylum. Um, so I guess right out of the gate, we don't know each other's opinion of the movie. Uh, would, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, sure, I'll go. Uh, I wasn't a fan. Yeah, I wasn't super thrilled with it either. No, yeah. I was not a fan. Um, I'm trying to, I've been trying to mull it over in my head. Like, there was parts of it, I'm like, that's some of the most Batman shit I have ever seen in my entire life. There were amazing parts. Yeah, and then other parts where I was just like, I don't get this guy. Why I should care about this ver? Like, why are we telling this story? Right. I didn't find the, mis- the like, I don't want to spoil to jump too far into spoilers yet, but I didn't find the Riddler particularly engaging and I didn't find the way he went about solving the mystery particularly engaging no I know they all seemed like riddles that that would be impossible to answer unless you were the screenwriter right you know what I mean I I, I disagree I felt like the the riddles were kind of in your they weren't that concrete or 
difficult. Well, I guess he needed the cipher. Yeah, yeah. He tried to cipher with everything, which seemed weird. Shouldn't Batman have to kind of figure it out? I mean, but himself? like you know, yeah. so as a palate cleanser, Heather and I were just literally just now watching The Dark Knight, and that is kind of a thing that he does get help from Alfred. But seeing him take clues from like I don't know the random cop whose uncle is a carpenter, I'm like. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, sure, I guess, he, you know, he needs all the help he can get, but, um, what? It's, um, okay, I, I think, because I'm not, I, I just don't think I'm a fan of Matt Reeves, because I'm not a fan of those Planet of the Apes movies. Okay, I am, yeah, I see what you're saying. And, but I think, like, I think they're very similar to me in the sense that, like, there are some amazing imagery in the Planet of the Apes movies, just the, mm-hmm. the memory of that one chimp pretending to be a monkey and then holding up the gun and blasting them. <laughs> yes, that is It's great. fucking creepy to this day. And I think the Batman was full of really f- interesting imagery. Like, just off the top of my head, I'm thinking when he reaches into the bat cage to get the Riddler clue. Right. And the bat's just screaming in the foreground. It's so unsettling and weird. Or when the Batmobile charges up in the alleyway. There's a lot of really cool moments. But overall, I felt it was... Like the Cersei Lannister effect of you're not as clever as you think you are, and you're uh-huh. getting like Zack Snyder level lofty dialogue. It's like, Ooh, uh, yeah, you know a what I mean? lot of just clunky, painful lines. Like, yeah, the, what was okay? I guess I gotta jump straight into spoilers. The whole let's say spoilers from from here on out. If you yeah. haven't seen Batman, skip ahead to. I don't know, just, I'm not going to rate the time fucking lines. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just scroll until you hear us talk about Peacemaker. The the Ratata? riddle about things having yeah. wings and how it was a he penguin. never thought of a bat and then it was a falcon <laughs> and then it was a bat i'm like a rat with wigs bro for real dude yeah i know i, are, I know and then it turned out it was no it's it's, it's not la it's l it's a url i was like okay kind of go fuck yourself with that one really yeah. did that you, just happen yeah that's and the penguin gave up that information like i'm yes. better at spanish than you yes if anyone did yeah. in, uh, interrogate anyone but Oswald Cobblepot, like someone who had no functioning knowledge of the lang- like the Spanish language, they would have been kind of fucked on that one. <laughs> they would, Gordon and him would have just buddy cop Gordon and him <laughs> slash Morgan Freeman and, and Brad Pitt from Seven. Very this much so. B A Seven M A N. That's what it was. Yeah, it was Bass Seven yeah. Man. <laughs> right down to even the and, opening, the way they were using Ave Maria reminded me of the sequence where yeah. Morgan Freeman's in the library. They're playing Bach. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he just needed a metronome to put him to bed at night. You need one <laughs> shot of Gordon going to bed with a metronome. Q nine inch nails. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. Thing, like... Q Nirvana. Two times. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> he's he's a emo Batman. You know, I wow, wish they had he ever. If they'd had the balls to actually I'm sorry, if they'd had the flaps to actually <laughs> keep him in his mask the whole movie like Judge Dredd style. Yeah. It would have gone up like a million points in my book. I don't care about emo Batman Bruce Wayne, sorry. I just it, I didn't find his story interesting at all. No, me neither. And that's the thing I I kind of felt hard to accept is that again, I I don't want to compare them too much, but like you kind of want your Bruce Wayne to have some personality, so when he's the brooding, dark Batman, there's a contrast there. It's a contrast? Yeah. Whenever he's just brooding, dark... Like, the fact that... Okay, the pure version of the fact that this this version of Gotham can't put together that the brooding, dark, like, billionaire recluse <laughs> right? might be the, the guy Batman? with all the crazy tech gear who's brooding and dark on top of the streets <laughs> of Gotham. I'm like, really? All right. There's a scene where Selena Kyle 
is talking to Batman, and she's like, "Wow, you must be rich or privileged." I forget exactly what she said. Has that perspective? Yeah, you must have grown up rich. Two sentences later, she's like, "By the way, it's all over the news that Bruce Wade is the next Riddler target." I'm like, "Are you? No one's putting this. No, no no one's putting that together." Okay. Cool. Do we have to take like the Clark Kent wearing glasses leap of faith on this yeah. one? Because if, if you're going real world, we shouldn't have to do that, right? <laughs> like, no, and I, I've, that... I've heard some people saying like, oh, but this is year two, Bruce. He's still like this self-absorbed vengeance. He's so self-consumed with this with this idea of being a Batman. We have this. This is the movie where we see him earn the mantle of being a hero, not just like a, a very symbol of hope. F- fucking obviously at the end as it's Oof. told to us paint by numbers in voiceover Oof. like that's what I mean by you think you're more clever than you actually are because everyone <laughs> somehow instantaneously got pinned down in Madison Square Garden under scaffolding in a yeah. flood in like a flood. that didn't seem to be a problem until it was a problem <laughs> and they just like it seemed to me so many the real world parallels of like the the incel riddler online mm-hmm. terrorist uh, Very white terrorist group QAnon riddler yeah even like the, the rotting um, um, infrastructure of Gotham being the political structure of the United States, the flooding could be a comparison for, you know, real flooding of, of climate change and people not changing, blah, 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 blah. And all these like lofty real world ideological concepts that felt so sophomoric to yeah. me. I don't know. I yeah. just was like, that's eh, what, and that's what the apes movies feel like to me. Not to shit on the apes movies. Cause I don't sure. want to make anyone go fuck you. You son of a bitch. A lot of people are gonna. A lot, this movie's getting so much fucking love. I like. I saw it, that, but like, you know what? I can see that if the, if you were looking for a brooding emo Batman who's just tortured by vengeance, it delivers hard on that promise. Right. Like those trailers don't like lie. The, it's exactly what that movie is. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't hide what it is in the trailers for mm-hmm. sure. Oh. I will say this much: the things I did like. Um, I did like the whole. You're very. You're right. I didn't put that together, but it was very much like seven. Seeing, I like seeing Jim Gordon and Batman work together that much. We've never oh, seen that in a movie before. It was for anyone who disliked the Joker by saying that it was just Taxi Driver with the Joker in it. You're not allowed <laughs> to like this fucking movie because it's just seven with Batman in it. Right. Like, <laughs> Every beat, uh, even uh, Riddler getting himself captured, was less like the Joker and a lot more like John Doe. Yeah, because it happens at the very end of the film, and it doesn't right. really have a consequence on what else happens. It's like, no, the package is in the mail, the bombs are set in the vans. Like, he just got himself right. get caught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he uh, it was very obvious, so he could go and go, Bruce Wayne, just to make the audience go. <gasps> <clears throat> so, can we discuss the Paul Dano of it all? I, I didn't I think if he'd been given more wiggle room like more I just guess more to do because he had to cram this Frank Gorshin Jim Carrey sort of psychotic version of the giggly psychopath that's always been played for laughs into a gritty real world that's a tough egg to crack and I don't or a tough nut to crack and I don't think he did the worst job I just don't think he had enough to do I he guess had one that's scene one, basically I just felt like I, all his choices in that performance like he really swung for those fences. Like a lot of those deliveries, I was like, "All right, cool. I get that's you know, there will be blood or uh, fucking right. a little miss." Like I was just watching clips from "There Will Be Blood" when he's doing the sermon in the church, and that's what he does. He likes to extenuate his dialogue. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I get it, but like, I I <laughs> I'm not looking for much from my Batman villains. Right, but I think it's whenever 
I was going to say they're, they're trying to outshine Batman, but they're all glitzy as fuck. They're all trying to outshine Black Batman, who is already himself a, a glitzy character. That's a fuck character, yeah. It was just, it was a little, it was a 11 at like all times. There was no subtlety yeah. to it. And I was just like, all right, that's fine. That's fucking fine. Well, see, that's the thing, because like, I, I think, because I was talking to Barry too, uh, uh, who really didn't like it. And I think you guys... Like, I didn't li- love it, but I don't think I didn't like it as much as you guys have. Because I didn't mind the Paul Dano performance, because I just kept thinking of the Frank Gorshin Yeah, sure, sure. Like, it seemed like that that was his starting point. And uh, that's an objectively terrifying character. Like, he's always just on that madness giggle with every fucking line. And he does do the big, long, extended dialogue. And oh, then he starts okay. screaming. Okay. So I was like, oh, so you're kind of doing the Gorshin thing. I noticed a bust of, of Shakespeare in when Alfred got blowed up, too. Okay. So I was like, there are some hints of 60s Batman in here, I well, guess. They, they What I they did like is that they did kind of reach across the mythos. Like, whenever Batman fired himself up with Titan Serum, I was like, oh, check that out. Like, they didn't focus too much on it. It was, was that just, what that was? It, well, because I, it, he went all rage crazy. It was just this little glowing green vial. And it was it, glowing because I assumed it was adrenaline, but you're right. It was glowing, wasn't and it? And it turned them all nuts to the point where Catwoman was like, dude, what the hell? Yeah. Like, it's got to be, right? Like, it, it's a, like and you tenpoled that. If you want to do Bane in the next one, you totally can now, right? Because you've, Throw just, a little in, yeah. you've established Titan Serum's a thing. So there were moments like that, the, him actually being somewhat of a detective, um... I for once we didn't fucking have to see pearls in an alleyway. Like there's some yeah. there's some <laughs> things this movie did I that I I liked, but yeah. the things it got wrong. Like I, again, I think the thing that that really brought it down for me the most was that I the mystery of Carmine Falcone being corrupt and <laughs> uh, manipulating the cop cops. That's the big mystery that the Riddler That's was the big reveal, yeah. Kind of not the most compelling thing. Like, as a Batman fan, we've done that a trillion times. They did it in Dark Knight. Like, it's it's yeah. really not that much of a thrill to me to, to sit there and watch him figure that out. And yeah, again, whenever, whenever like, we're guessing the, the, the hints before Batman does, it's kind of like, yeah. oh, Jesus, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with that. Is, that's the spot on nailed it. That it, 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 um, it felt like, like there was a big part of it that felt like it was a panic reversal to the, to the Dark Knight, too, yes. didn't it? Yep. Yeah. Because that's the second time it's happened in like 20 years because Batman Returns didn't do so well. So they panicked and went back to the 60s. And then right. they took a chance. They took a chance with real world Batman. It did really well. Then they took. Then they did Snyder Batman. It didn't do well. So they panicked and have gone back to real world Batman. So it's always like two steps forward, one step back yeah. with Batman, right? Yeah, yeah. Constantly uh, retreating back to familiar territory. But uh, I I liked Pattinson's Batman though, like just him as Batman. I wish he'd been a little less standing around like me, a sentinel. That was the one issue I had was that a majority of footage we saw of him was just idling around. His Batman yeah. wasn't bad though. I liked it, yeah. It just his his interpretation of it. Like hearing him talk about it was like he just imagined that when he's when Bruce Wayne's in that suit, he's not feeling like a vigilante. He's feeling like he is literally the night, like he is the darkness of Gotham City. And that's how he kind of approached it as an actor to get in that headspace when he was all suited up. Right. And just, and, and so even like little lines, like when he's in Catwoman's apartment, you got a lot of cats. It just felt so comic book Batman-y. It did, yeah, it's true. Yeah, very like much he so. Felt really good. And like I said earlier, they should have pulled a Judge Dredd because if he just stayed in that fucking cowl, it would have been a lot more interesting. I kind of feel like with a few compromises, like without, like let's say, the, the collar bomb scene, you could have melted that movie down into a, a single night, like it takes place over the course of eight hours. 
You right, know, right. yeah, like, it could have been like a fighting the clock, mm-hmm. yeah, ticking clock one night. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Yeah, going from riddle to riddle to riddle, and the sun, you start at sunset, end at sunrise. I guess maybe that's what it is. I just don't get the Riddler's motive because he felt scorned by the fact that Bruce Wayne got all the attention as an orphan, and he didn't. He deducted Batman's Bruce Wayne just. Because he's the Riddler, I guess we'll just. He didn't figure it out though. That was the twist. He didn't know he was Batman. He was sitting because remember he was sitting going Bruce Wayne, and the Batman like looked up at the camera, and then he went Bruce Wayne. See, guys like us, we get it. Bruce Wayne, that cocksucking motherfucker. He was my last fucking target that I didn't hit. So like it was, it was a bait and switch. He didn't know he was Bruce Wayne, and I was like, oh, what really? That's pathetic. That's what I was. Oh, because that they they brought the movie came to like a screeching halt at that scene. Like, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm if I'm being brutally honest, fell asleep a little bit. I was yeah. kind of tired. I was coming I was back from Detroit. Tired too. Yeah. I I could like whenever Alfred was in the hospital bed explaining the whole thing about how Bruce's dad had the reporter. He was a good man. It, he, he just had a moment yes. of weakness. Yes. Yes. That whole scene. I was just kind of like, oh man, dude. Because last time I was here, it was for the Joker, and you're making me listen about the the foibles of Thomas Wayne again? Like, God again, yeah. damn it, man. If fucking oh, Paul Dano dude. turns out to be his missing brother, I'm going to fucking snap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and apparently a lot of... Well, for, actually, first of all, I want to say, can we just quickly touch on, since you mentioned the uh, the man who laughs there. Yes. The um, Gotham TV series quality cameo at the end of the fucking Joker was like some sort of ABC miniseries shit (laughs) that made me cringe so hard. It was pretty bad. It was so bad. I did not care for that scene. It felt like it was out of that Gotham show. Like it was a fucking TV show. Yeah. It was so bad. And when they both started giggling together, I was like, can we just not have done this like just and the joker voice felt like it was out of a fan film well because I, I forget the name of that actor uh, the guy Ke- from eternals yeah. killing of a sacred deer uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh that guy he he always kind of has the same cadence like i get it, that's his thing barry coogan <laughs> yeah so he's doing an american accent he sounds kind of like he's from boston a little bit oh i always think of does he he's not he's irish what he himself? I don't know. Scottish or Irish? I can't tell the fucking difference between all Dublin, these accents unless Irish. I'm actually talking to you. He's from, I did not know. Yeah, I always think of Killing of a Sacred Deer. You've seen that flick? Oh, yeah. I love that movie. That fucking scene where he this, he tells Colin Farrell the truth of what's going on, but he it's his delivery. He's so deadpan in the mm-hmm. way he says it, and the camera doesn't cut, so it's just unrelentingly creepy to watch where he's like, well, basically, I poisoned you and your family yeah, and yeah, your kid, yeah, yeah. and it, they're going to die in like 24 hours if you don't do anything. And anyways, and like he just kind of glosses over it, and you're like, this kid is insane. Holy, the what? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't know, I don't man. know. I, the voice was weird. The angles, everything was weird. I don't know if they attacked it on in, in a reshoot or something. Paul Dano looked a little chubbier. So yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what the fuck that was all about. And then I, I saw an interview with Matt Reeves where he was talking about how the, the idea for the Joker was that he was someone... He's like, I don't want to do falling in acid. I don't want to do makeup. He was someone who was born with a congenitive disease of his face forced into a smile. The muscles in his face were were, uh, asphyxiated into a smiling position. Okay. So that the psyche of the character was going to be that he grew up like that. And that's why he became the Joker, the man who laughs. And they're basing the look off the original um, silent film that was, Mm. uh, what was that even called? I don't remember. Was it called? And the Man, the man Who Laughs? laughs? Yeah. It was called The Man Who Laughs. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I'm getting, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
so I'm like that's like that's an interesting writers room conversation and like it's an interesting discussion with the actor of, of the approach to take but the result at least at this point have him in the shadows yeah his performance was embarrassing <laughs> and it, it does cringy and like I know it's all just tent polling future projects but it doesn't do anything for me no. to see the Joker in the I'm well, like I don't, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like, well, what are we like? Not anymore. We're on like our fiftieth Joker of the past five years. Exactly. Now. We just had it. He got his own solo film, not but two, three years ago. Yeah, we got Jared Leto. We got the Joker from Gotham. We got um, Joaquin Phoenix, and now this guy is supposed to be like he's not special anymore. Yeah. You've overused him. Mm-hmm. Like seeing um, Heath Ledger as the Joker for the first time since Jack Nicholson. That was. It's like a Star Wars movie, right? You got to right. wait twenty years to give a shit about a Star Wars. Exactly. Movie. Yeah. Um. Okay. We got where it is uh, the Batmobile, and it's concur- concurrent Batmobile chase rank in the Batman mythos for you. Um, wait, where'd, where'd you get that from? What do you mean? The, My oh, brain. Thought, that sounded like you were reading a question there. No, <laughs> like we just got a question from the this audience. This is what happens when fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know I have a chat stream going here yeah. this, whole, this entire <laughs> time. Stream. I have no original <laughs> thoughts, Chris. I'm just reading what the chat says. That'd be great if there was like six million listeners <laughs> right now, all cursing us for hating Batman. <laughs> um, yeah, Batman I... car chase. Uh, Batmobile car chase. I, that that Batmobile is a cool Batmobile. I will give it that. Yeah. It's a it's a neat little hot hot rod. I didn't like uh, it thing. in when I saw the pictures initially. I was just like, all right, I guess we gotta try something new. But it's essentially like the Interceptor from uh, Mad Max, and I was like, I kinda, right, I kind of like it now. Yeah, it uh, it it's the exact same process I went through for the Tumbler, where I was like, this looks stupid, and I saw it in the movie, and went, that's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Just its functionality is really cool. Um, so the chase scene was fun. The problem is that. Like, I saw it in a really crappy theater. Um, like, really bad. There was a reason it was empty. I, I saw this movie solo. Like, completely empty theater. Um, there was a reason, I think, people stayed away from this particular screen. <laughs> so the the dialogue was so lost in the mix, because right. I guess maybe the, the two of the speakers had blown out, or one of the speakers responsible for dialogue had blown out. So it was, I had to strain to hear what the fuck they were saying over the sound effects and music. And then the projection, something was off about the projection, which I have a question. If anyone's listening in in the industry of knowledgeability of modern theater projecting, because I don't fucking know how digital projectors work, uh, is there the smoothing setting? You know that god-awful smoothing setting you can put on big TVs? Some TVs, yeah. You go to your grandparents' house and you got to fucking turn it off because they don't know any better. Otherwise everything looks like a soap opera. Right. It looked like that. So I'm like, is it because the the illumination is so dim, you had to switch on smoothing to kind of oh, make it visible to the audience? Is so, that even an option on on digital theaters? So like, I don't know. Words, but it, you had to watch a blockbuster Batman film in the quality of like a network TV science, like a sci-fi show back in 2005. Yeah. It's exactly it. It looked like <laughs> like, and the, so the Batmobile was all like the Batmobile chase was so dim and dark, I couldn't tell what was happening for most of it. I felt it was kind of dim again. Also, it was raining. Um, yeah. I've I, there was a couple times where I was like, I a car would flip. I'm like, oh shit, is he dead? And I was like, nope, that wasn't the Batmobile at all. Okay, like, no, it's just some random innocent person on the street. Yeah, apparently, yeah. <laughs> much like Spider-Man No Way Home, he can destroy an entire strip of of street and go away consequence free. <laughs> when does that happen in No Way Home? When uh, uh, Doc Ock attacks him. Yeah, that, they, was, they, that they, was Doc Ock. They completely fuck up that entire row of traffic, killing probably dozens of people. 
And they just like he just I'm Peter Parker. Bye. Thanks for getting me into Harvard. Or but does he fuck. ever go out in public after that? No, he doesn't. I guess he just continue. I guess is there a warrant out for his arrest yeah. after that moment? Or at yeah. least Doc Ock. You're a hero, Peter. But then the same thing happened. There was shit flipping and blowing up, gas trucks blowing up. There's some casualties on that There's, highway. Oh, there absolutely was, yeah. And you don't think Gordon would be like, listen, man, uh, <laughs> we, we had a kind of a no-kill thing going here. You I don't know. You did millions of dollars of property damage. <laughs> I don't know why you think the city would support this. <laughs> you know, I'm not the commissioner yet, right? Yeah, He's yeah, dead. for real. <laughs> a lot of people don't like you. In fact, they're being paid to try to kill you. Yeah. Hey, did you notice all the all the political figures had really high squeaky voices? <laughs> no, not at all. What? You didn't notice that the, the mayor, the mayor, the or no, the chief of police or the yeah, the chief of police who came in was like, Gordon, the I've de- given you a lot of leeway. <laughs> you better get your bat and check, motherfucker. Don't then, you talk to me that way? Yeah, he was the DA like, definitely yeah. did the the oh, one. Was that the, the DA or the commissioner? The, I did the buddy who was doing the drops in the in the iceberg lounge, Baldy. With that a, was the DA. Yeah, yeah, Collar McGee. Who would, oh yeah, oh, the, um, what's his name, that guy, that's a very famous actor. Is Fucking, he? Oh dear. Yeah, he always, pl- he was, um, he was the villain in Ryan Reynolds' uh, a Green Lantern movie. He was the scientist that got infected with the goo and his head went all big to later then become a, uh, a villain in sequels that never happened. Are you sure, that sounds like a, a bit from the Edward Norton Hulk do they do that in two uh, different that's, movies? Uh, yes, they did. That is also, uh, what's wow. his name, from Minority Report, the guy in the wheelchair. Yes, it is. Hey, take yeah, a look, Jack. That happens to him in Hulk, too. Yeah. That's hilarious. It's been like fucking, what do you call it, Studio Espionage going between those two guys for years, hasn't there? <laughs> fucking sure, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Jesus. But um, oh, who else? Pete, it was Peter's, the... Peter Sars guide. Yeah, yeah, Peter yeah. Sars that's guide. it. And he's, he looks so creepy and greasy all the time. He very, very does. And Ooh. so it was, I think it was the commissioner. The commissioner also kind of talked like this. And the mayor definitely talked like fucking this. All the, did like, the mayor the, talk? All I remember is him having duct tape on his head. Did he? Did, I think he had. Oh, he was talking at the beginning. I get, no, he was just a normal dude. Oh, he was, was on, he was on the phone in the beginning. You're absolutely right. You're right. It just sounded like all the, like, the, the, the overweight political heavy hitters all talked like this for some reason. I was like, is that intentional? Are you making us whiteies seem even more pathetic? <laughs> um, that was hilarious, too, when Calvin was like, I don't care if all these, like, privileged white cis males yes! get their dicks cut off. And I was like, what? It's a little on that's, the nose, isn't it? Little, on the nose? I don't know if Matt Reeves knows about on the nose. I don't think he's ever done that before in his career. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> They're apes, apes in concentration camps. Get it? Like Nazis. Get it? People are like Nazis. Listen, when man. Whenever, whenever the orangutan tells them that you know it's a, that apes are better as one, you don't understand. You just don't <laughs> understand the struggle of Caesar. It's, DC, it's all about family. It's all about family. <laughs> Dude, uh... fucking Colin Farrell <laughs> is quickly becoming one of my new favorite people. Colin Farrell's The Penguin was the best part of the movie. I he was amazing. He's he's unrecognizable. Yeah, he's so good. And like, I last... wonder why they like. It's weird they did that. Is that just the thing? Like, we make a penguin, we got to put him under ten pounds of makeup. Is that just the thing with the penguin? I guess so. It's been that way. Other than the one on Gatham, I think it's yeah, pretty and much Gatham, been that way yeah. forever, right? I I, yeah. I I don't know. Regardless, I, the last thing I saw him in was that Guy Ritchie flick, the one with about the weed with Matthew McConaughey. Um, oh, I didn't see that one. No. It's pretty good. He was, I mean, of course, he was the best part, and I'm like, he consistently crushes it. I might check out that Gotham show now if it's all about his rise to power, with him oh, in it. 
Oh, you mean the new the uh, the the Suicide Squad oh, yeah, yeah, no. to Peacemaker, exactly. for Batman to yeah. Penguin, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. The, F- fuck the DC's yeah, doing its thing. Mm-hmm. Is that the first time they've ever had though, the Iceberg he... Lounge in a f- film? In a movie? Yeah. Yeah. Because usually he's so, a, a, last time he just hung out underneath a zoo with circus people because that made sense. Yeah. <laughs> On actual icebergs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. yeah I guess. He was just a flippered freak in the first one. Not to say people with flippers are freaks. Well, if you're barfing up black bile consistently, you're a fucking freak. All right? Go see a doctor. That's disgusting. (laughs) It's congenitive. (laughs) Like Joker's smile. Like Uh, Joker's smile. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, um, yeah, no, that is the first. And the Iceberg Lounge looked so... Shady, because mm. it was just like a, 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 a like those big sliding warehouse dock type door. I guess it was on the docks, wasn't it? Yeah. And it just looked, and then inside looked like the biggest. Ra- That's what confused me. Sometimes the architect, external and in- internal architecture was confusing, because I went to the Iceberg Lounge and it was on the docks and it looked like just a big warehouse. But then Falcone, which I guess not Falcone, fuck you, it's Falcone now. No, um, it's, I thought he, it's always been Falcone, Mr. Falcone. Yeah, it was, but in this movie they ca- called him Falcone. Well, because a falcon has wings. Yeah. yeah, get it? Yeah, get it. Like a penguin. <laughs> penguin has wings. You get it? Mother. <laughs> Penguins don't fly. What do you call a penguin in, uh, with a machine gun? No, wait, what was it? What was the Riddler riddle from the original 60s Batman, the infamous one? Like, what do you call a a, a, ten, a dangerous sparrow is a sparrow with a machine gun or something? I don't remember. But um, I completely lost my train of thought on that one. Oh, the inside of the, the iceberg lounge was suddenly this gothic-looking... Uh, like apartment complex where Falcone was hanging out. I was like, wait, where did they have a dock and a warehouse? Like, where right. did that come he, from? Yes, you're absolutely right. Because I remember at the end getting extremely confused. I was like, wait a minute, why does he have like a gorgeous office in yeah. this gritty ass dock apartment? John Turturro. Why does he was, have an office? There? I had no idea John <laughs> Turturro was anywhere near this movie, and then oh, he no. turns out to be the entire third act of it. I was like, what? Is going? It was on? really weird. It was really weird. He, he needed to have a bowling ball. He was just licking. Yes. In the background the whole time. Yes, totally. Has, is that the first <laughs> time they've ever done Falcone is secretly Selena Kyle's father? That's never that's never been a thing, is has it? That, I'm trying to think if that's part of the long Halloween where she scratches him up. Does yeah, that ever be the revelation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure, though. It was weird they took the time to do the Selena Kyle scratching him up and the revelations, and then he just died. Because that was confusing, too, because during the interrogation scene, Riddler was like, you helped me. You brought him into the light. Like I told you to bring him into the light. And Batman went, bring him into the light. And he looked at the light bulb before, right before he got yes, shot. And I was like, yeah, that yeah. was the most convoluted, confusing fucking thing ever. What? Like, yeah. your whole plan was to get Batman just to escort him outside? Well, Could because they did next they, to a window for, the like, six scenes in a row. They, they... <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> And you have a sniper rifle. Like, also, and a, an apartment that's conveniently across the street from his fucking house, apparently. This is the only right. opportunity. Yeah. This is so no, confusing to me. I, I thought about that too. Mike. if you've had enough time to make that apartment look all cuckoo banana pants, I think you would have had at least one opportunity to shoot this dude from the fucking window. Right. Um, <laughs> but they did, I guess they did kind of set it up with that one line in the beginning where he goes, uh, Bruce Wayne, you're almost as big a recluse as me or some such shit. Yeah, yeah. So he's just living at the iceberg lounge. So according, having his whores. According to the Wikipedia, yeah, uh, Carmine's alleged uh, Selena Kyle is allegedly Carmine's daughter. That's been a thing they've done before. They have done that in yeah. in prime canon. Or you might be right. It might be very well the long Halloween. Yeah, that is where she scars him. Yeah. Right. 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 
Um, you know what? They should have just fucking done it. Hiring Robert Pattinson to basically play a vampire. They should have just done the Batman vampire comic line. What? Fuck the it. Man Bat? No, no. There, there's actually a comic where Batman is bitten by Dracula and becomes a vampire and kills everyone around him. It's how, a one shot. How quickly do you think they would lose people? Because I find these days when it comes to franchises, people don't really care about like tonal consistency. Example, mm-hmm. it, like if you ask most Marvel fans what they think about Thor Ragnarok versus fucking the first Thor, they don't really consider like it's they're two completely different characters. It's two completely right, right. different movies almost. Yeah. Um. So if you were to do another one, another Battinson movie, and all of a sudden you just went pure vampire bat, it yeah, makes right? all the money, right? Because everyone's like, yeah. oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the vampire turned into a bat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> no, they should have done it. Every, it's, every time he's Bruce Wayne, he's got those giant fucking teeth, which probably got him the role as a vampire in the first place. They make his upper lip puff out so much. Well, also, so those every, high, he's got those high-ass Nosferatu cheekbones of that motherfucker. Yeah. And then Wayne Tower, which I was sad that the Brett Batcave was under Wayne Tower, but then I was like, I guess practically that makes a lot. It makes more a sense. lot of sense, but like, again, I'm arguing the realism of a, of a movie right? where a boy dresses like a bat and beats fucking people dressed like clowns. Hey, they're the ones who said we want to make this super, super fucking real, right? It's true, so, but yeah, exactly. So on their hands. No one noticed a must a Mustang with a jet engine and a fucking motorcycle screaming at a Wayne Tower every time Batman shows up. I'm like, right, it's downtown in the financial. Yeah, court. yeah. But whatever. I'll look I didn't past see that. Yeah. There, there are his, more things I'm uncomfortable with in this movie. There had to be, like, a Dracula conversation with the production designer because his penthouse looked like Dracula's castle. Like, they it looked super, straight out of the Hammer Horrors. They went super gothic with Wayne Manor. Whenever he was like, I, uh, we, Alfred makes him some berries or whatever, I was like, Jesus Christ, man, that's a that's a choice. That's a distinct look. Holy well, that, fuck. That was Wayne Tower, though. He never... Wayne Manor was burnt to the ground. Where Riddler... Apparently, there's a prequel book where Riddler... It was donated and became an orphanage, and that's where Riddler was an orphan... Was orphaned at. I see. I don't know. Wait a minute. Uh, I thought the the burnt-out building was the orphanage, not Wayne Manor. They're one and the same. Oh, that that went right over my head. Oh, Wayne Manor was shit. donated, yeah. And that's why he's at Wayne Tower. That's why the Batcave's at Wayne Tower. I see. Apparently, it's all in a prequel book. You'd think there would have been one scene where he's walking through the burnt orphanage and he looks and sees like some remnant of his childhood. But then I guess if it was turned into an orphanage for twenty years, it wouldn't. have Yeah, anything. they they wouldn't have anything hanging around. Around, yeah. Yeah, but, I, um, I don't know, weird. man. That my my main problem is that like if you, it kind of similar to the Fet, man. If your main plot line isn't really pulling the characters through, I'm like, I don't really care what's happening. Yeah. And that happened that a movie lot. Could this have been movie. an hour shorter. Oh, could it have ever? Yeah. I don't know when we decide Batman can only move around in slow mo, but like, we, can we put a more <laughs> Tim on that? You know what? I, I don't mind. I like the score. I was digging it listening oh, to I loved before it. the movie. <laughs> but at the same time, it embodies the, everything about this movie in that yep. it's like. Like, okay, well, Zack Snyder's Batman didn't work, so we need to go back to the Nolan one. So can you do, like, a Nolan variation theme? But we also want to have sort of well, the it, gothic architecture of the 80s Batman, very, so we got to get a little yeah. operatic in there. Yeah. It sounded, to me, it sounds very, it sounds like the beginning of the Elfman one, just on a loop. <laughs> like, right. It just never right. takes off. <laughs> so it, it seemed like just a, a mishmashing. They, like, let's hire someone who wants to make a real-world Batman, but... We don't want to just look like if we make it look real, it's going to look like it's going to be Dark Knight all over again yeah. with all the same themes. I want to see a forty-minute compilation video on YouTube when this thing comes out on Blu-ray 
of all the scenes directly lifted and themes directly lifted from the Nolan trilogy. Right. It's it's your it's your legacy, sir. It's the Wayne's legacy out there, sir, Master Bruce. The hallway shot I noticed <laughs> the, when all the lights are out. Yeah. He's just being like lit up by the muzzle shots. I'm like, this is a cruel shot, but I liked it the first time they did it in The Dark Knight Rises. Right? Like, him going up the stairwell with all the cops around him. Now, do you think that where, where's the line end? Because the Bond movies, especially, I don't know if you saw No Time to Die, they love to do tiny. Yeah, unfortunately. Om- they, they, they like to do homages. To the other ones, like, you know, the machine guns popping at the headlamps of the, the Aston Martin and what have you. They does usually that, wait for anniversary movies to do that, but yeah, I'm with you. Does that count as homage? Like, whenever no, we can't... Cause... No. <laughs> no. I think it counts as creative bankruptcy. Because I'm pretty sure there's even a couple buildings from Chicago, if I'm not mistaken, that showed back up. And Am I crazy? Like, I swear to God, there was... At one point, they, they showed they the, the financial... They showed the financial building, I think. Hold on, let me look. Uh, Arkham, but, but, uh, Matt Reeves I filming. think they shot in Ireland, actually, didn't they? I'm pretty sure they shot in Dublin for Gotham. London. Da, 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 da. Cemetery scenes in Scotland. Liverpool. Oh, Scotland, okay. I guess uh, Dublin is in Ireland. Scotland is what? What's the fucking capital of Scotland with that big castle? Glasgow? Glasgow, yeah. Um... Yeah, so I guess all the big city scenes would have been London, but uh, get that kind of more gothic. I didn't mind the like again saying that there was a lot of good in this movie. I don't yeah. want to ignore the good. The I liked Gotham. I liked how gross it was. Like the Joker's Gotham. Yep. Um, that but it was grimy and gross and dirty. And I liked the way all the cars were from like early, like late, like early to late, like mid nineties. But they, everyone had smartphones. I was like oh, that but, weird. Yeah. They did that Tarantino thing of like I don't really know when this is supposed to be exactly. Yeah, I guess because Tim Burton's Batman, he never made any qualms. They never even pretended they weren't in the forties, did they? They never said a year. They just no. didn't have anything in it that would not really fit in the 40s aesthetic except for some punks in the first one that looked straight out of an 80s ripper movie yeah like that hooker who's like suck your dad's cock for a nickel <laughs> that one she looked she, she famously said <laughs> she <laughs> begins the first Batman movie everyone knows that Tim that first line it's a, it's a little hot some of the producers are having a problem with it it's the 80s it's darker now it's the 80s hell has risen up does he need a cape <laughs> yeah, yeah so I got a question Mm. Regarding does he need a cape? If he's got a squirrel mm. suit, oh, a squirrel suit. Does he need a cape? Was that the cape? No, or was he, that the I, cape? He pulls it out, happened so fast. I thought he pulled out another thing and stepped into the squirrel suit. I thought he again. My theater was all dull, and it happened so fast. But I thought he like ripped the cape around him and then like attached no, it. I remember him stepping into thing. it. But then when he landed, he didn't have his cape. Because he sm- it, it deploys like a parachute thing, and he smacks into that cross beam, and it, like I thought it like ripped it off or something. Okay, I, we, I'm gonna have to watch that scene in like slow motion because if he just has a separate squirrel suit, then it makes no fucking sense. That's, that he have a cape. yeah. I, at least that's what I thought. Maybe you're right, and the cape is the, in fact the squirrel suit. It would make hopefully it would make a lot more sense. That would seem to make more. Maybe that's just why I assumed it was. But who knows? This movie was full of bad to- choices. <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the finale, having Batman hanging around arena fighting a storm is not a great finale. 
Oh, this long shot of him slowly plotting people out. Okay, breaking down that scene is also fantastic because the movie had ended. The, like the, yeah. the, the pushing of the plot ended and they still had to wrap up the Riddler. So it felt like a TV show where there's the, the penultimate episode happened and they still had to do like a 20-minute fucking falling action episode. Mm. Um, but and then Riddler floods the city uh, for reasons. Um, I'm yes. sure they're explained in the, in the prequel book. I noticed right. a couple references where I'm like, I bet you that's to the prequel book. Like that fucking... Can you get the shuttle from the Harry Mud incident in the second Star Trek movie? Like, that's from a prequel comic, isn't it? You cocksuckers. <laughs> you sons don't of bitches. Make me do homework. Don't make me read. Yeah. Read don't your give them ideas. Shit. Marvel. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and then just the pure awkwardness of him. He jumps and electrocutes himself. And they play it all in slow motion like he just sacrificed himself. But you're like, no, he didn't. What? Why is this being so dramatic? And then he rises out of the water walks over to the group of people, puts his hand out, and you'd think there'd be some, like, tight shots on the reactions of the people, like, looking directly at yes. him, terrified because they're afraid of this vigilante, and he has that moment of realization. Instead, it's the most stagnant medium shot of everyone not even having the eyeline properly for where Batman would be standing looking scared, and you're confused as an audience member going, wait, what's happening? Are they stuck? Like, what's going on? What the kids coming me out now. Now all they are. Oh, was okay, the reverse Batman. The reverse shot of the hand reaching up to him, and he was all backlit. I was like, when did we establish these people were trapped with the mayor right. and all these other... I thought she was behind the stage when she got shot. When did this happen? Did I miss something? When did all this happen? Was this a four-hour movie that you had to cut down to a three-hour movie? <laughs> like, it felt like a fuck? lot was going on. Like, I guess if you're setting up multiple movies, you kind of want to you know, throw everything at the wall and see what sticks in the first one. I guess, yeah. Or have a tight you know, script that satisfies and is yeah. not bloated and meandering and an hour too long. Yeah. <laughs> I, and now that you said that, I guess that's what I'm missing the most in this movie is like I don't know what like other than being like I'm a vigilante he's a criminal I have to stop him I don't really get what Robert Pattinson's Batman wants or gets out of this story like how he evolves right. or like mm -hmm. how does he change I guess he goes from being a vigilante to well, like I, I hear a symbol of hope if I'm really his pressed to dig for something. Yeah, his character arc was basically hearing the bad guy say I'm vengeance. Yes, And realizing, yes. which again, again, felt pretty fucking like contemporary modern world of like just hearing, I don't know, hearing like a right wing crazy person shout, you're treading on my rights. And it's <laughs> right. like, well, no, we're not, though. But you're saying it makes me have to rethink right. how I approach, you know, protests and blah, 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 or whatever. Like it all felt vaguely contemporary like they're trying to say something but it wasn't very f interesting you know yeah. what I mean yeah yeah that's fair and so that was his arc he was just Batman and he learned that he loves Alfred <laughs> right he he, Alfred is, is is like his dad that was the his moment dad, he, that, that was the moment because I love me some Andy Serkis and I, I love Alfred as a character just because like he's this guy who's like I didn't ask for this I didn't ask for this crazy yeah, yeah, psychopath yeah. kid but he I, he does his job and so whenever, just to see Bruce Wayne say, you're not my father, I'm like, fuck this version of Bruce Wayne. I don't like him. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't care about him at all, but I guess that's his arc because he learned to love him. He learned to, maybe in the next one, he'll be a, a philanthropist playboy asshole at the bar to keep a secret entity under wraps while he's cleaning up Gotham, I guess. Do you think there'll be a, a time jump? Or do you think that the hmm. next one's going to focus, because the Penguin series is probably going to be, unless it's a prequel would be during this flood. So it's going to be like um, No Man's Land, that comic line where, remember for like two years, Gotham was hit by an earthquake? 
And it was all about like the different supervillains carving out their territory of the earthquake-ridden Gotham. They've and- done okay, no, but they've done variations of this, like in the Arkham games, where like the city's flooded with smoke yep. for guys, or even in Harley Quinn. It's a whole plot point in season two where uh, they just, like the villains get loose and they just start carving up different parts of Gotham City of the city. So it's uh-huh. it's pretty typical thing that happens all the time in Batman. See, but this time was a small flood that you think would have been easily fixed over like six weeks of intense work <laughs> Frank, just get get the water out of the city just hook up some pumps and, and fix the, the, the six but things they, riddler blew up they do kind of set the precedence that gotham's already a city that's ready to fucking collapse and so yes. a flood is not helping you know like not gonna help at all yeah, yeah. so probably the underfunded one, and forgotten if the next one's just arkham city you know i, I, yeah, I guess the, i guess i would show up for that you know maybe and, and maybe he won't take his mask off this time because that would have been so much better. And for Christ's sakes, stop narrating. Nothing you're saying is poignant or well written. Yeah, I have mixed feelings on that narration because it's like, well, this feels like something that should have been in a Batman movie already because much like Spider-Man, much like all comic books, there's always the character's voiceover. But do we still need it? You know, like I get that device for comic books, but do we need it for a movie? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, it was like when he started doing it, all I could think of was Rorschach's journal. A little bit. The homosexuals are destroying the city. (laughs) You're like, wait, what? Rorschach, you're awful. I mean, I forgot that you're a monster. And also the fact, you know, going back to the Spider-Man. Second one, we're showing a picture of Kirsten Dunst in like a soft haze and she looks all gorgeous and beautiful. And Peter's staring longingly at it. Cut to the voiceover. Man, she sure is pretty. I like her a lot. She's. I'm like, I, yeah, Who I am I? Could have guessed that, bud. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't need to spell yeah. it out for me. If you're gonna do a voiceover journal, uh, Batman's diary kind of thing, um, little bat hearts all over it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to make it interesting and not sound like like cut Rorschach dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, the city the has city scars. Of Everyone wars. has scars. Like, scars make us yeah. who we are. I was like, oh good lord, <laughs> please stop. <laughs> Go but wash yeah, your eyes. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I have any more to say because I think again there were some great moments in it, but the moment to moment of it sucked. Yeah, even though there were great moments in it, I liked the production design. I liked. The cinematography, I liked. I love the look Jeff- of Gotham. I love Jeffrey Wright. Um, yeah, him as Commissioner Gordon was yep. fucking awesome. Really, I good. just do like he was, like, dude. I was, dude, bro, come on, dude, bro, we gotta That's get out of here. Like he was such a just I blue collar. Right? I was saying to Heather, I'm like, thank God we finally got a black Commissioner Gordon because hearing him call Batman man, like, come on, yeah. man, don't do this. Do I do this, be a man? I was like, That's. I don't know why it's so. I'm like, that's the relationship. I did that one little push is what that relationship needed. I'm like, that is how they would be. They're like, they're like we a, gotta get it here, man. Me yeah. and my crazy partner, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the psychopath that uh, if I guess if they're going by Batman Year One as the uh, as the the last chapter that spun this off, he saved his kid, right? That's why Gordon trusts him so much. Yeah, you know, halfway he saved his kid. Halfway through that movie, I just started watching it as like the secret Nolan flick we never got. Of like Batman, betweener. Yeah, a little in betweener. I was like, you know, though, it kind of makes it a little bit more fun because it it kind of yeah. works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I wonder how it's going to do. I wonder when come Monday if this is going to if they're going to panic again and change up the style, or if this is going to be the start of a trilogy, 
and then it's going to be in six years. Like, it's all come to this. I'm 90% da, da, da. sure the, the trilogy's already greenlit. That multiple oh, yeah? movies. Yeah. Unless this thing bombs hard. I don't think it can. Like, I think, that, like, well, let me see how it's doing financially. Uh, presently sitting at on a budget of 57. Oh, I'm sorry, 200 million. It's sitting at 57 presently. Um, I think it's going to be 200. Make you have to. That's production budget. You always have to double for advertising and promotional and I guess all that shit. That's so 400 to, four to 500 million. Half well, a billion dollars, basically. Let me see. Hold on. Blah, 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 blah. That seems a bit standard these days, though. Half a billion. Even James Gunn was joking that he's gained half a billion for Guardians 3. He's like, it's still not enough. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I wonder how expensive this movie was. Because I'm trying to think, like, other than, like, they got Church Hot, you're shooting Liverpool. Like, I'm like, it didn't feel mm-hmm. like it. They spent a ton, like, out of compared to, like, those fucking Nolan movies or the Snyder ones. Maybe those were all sets at the end. That would have cost a pretty penny. And, mm. and uh, I'm sure Pattinson and Colin Farrell have pretty good paychecks. I'm sure uh, um, uh, Zoe Kravitz got half the money of everyone else, as yeah. is usual in the yeah, industry. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, unfortunately, um, yeah. Who knows? I, if they say two hundred million, then you always the the rule you comes double, double it, it for the budget. Yeah, and then you have to double the profit because the theater takes half. So, so they have to make double the doubled budget turn a profit to start turning a profit it's fucking insane uh, it's like yeah. some, some countries could you know stop starvation with the amount of money that's put into a fucking batman movie it was be pretty fa- unnecessary they'd be far less paul De- paul dano in it it's true he came when he got arrested didn't he oh probably that cross-eyed that? that cross-eyed face when he was staring at batman yeah it was oh, no when he was when the cop pushed him over and handcuffed him in the diner. He actually was like, oh, yeah, his, no, that's what I'm saying. Smile smirk his face oh, is horizontal, okay. right? He's on the bar, they, yeah, the, yeah, right yeah, where yeah. he's making his little cappuccino, and he's yeah. he's staring at the window and his eyes go all crossed. I'm like, what the fuck was that about? And then just, they cut to outside out. and you see Batman standing there, and I'm like, oh, yeah. he's so giddy that Batman showed up to his arrest. He's like, oh, oh, oh yeah. Where my, my, my mask brother is here, or whatever that speech was about. Yeah, yeah. It was weird bait and switch, because even when they were looking at his apartment, Batman was eyeing up his... He was doing his detective thing, which is awesome to see fully mm. fleshed out, mm-hmm. finally. Yes. But he saw the pictures of him, of Bruce Wayne, and then an article of Batman just nearby. So it was like, oh, Riddler knows he's Batman. And then that was the bait and switch, because remember at the end, it was like, it doesn't matter who Batman is. You and I are the people that, like, it doesn't matter who if people know who you are. We're separate and blah, blah, blah. So they revealed he didn't know. And like, right. why? why? What was the point in a three-hour movie? What, like, there's so many little things that weren't necessary. Was yeah, it like, just for the trailer? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It that, just, it, yeah. It, it really, for that one soundbite, the second you said that, I'm like, I forgot that they used that in the trailer. Could it Bruce. be? Yes. Yeah. Totally. It's pretty stupid. But there it is, <laughs> folks. The Batman. That's the Batman. That's the Batman. Now, on the other uh, end of the spectrum of the DCU. What is it called? Polar opposite. The DC uh, expanded, the, the dilating ass. What's it called? I think it's DCEU, isn't it? Okay. DC extended or expanded universe? The, the Chiu. We have Peace Maker by James Which- Smoking Gun. Yeah, which, uh, again, polar opposite of Batman, I fucking adore so fun. the Peacemaker series. So fucking fun. It's so good. And it actually, you know, says things about our contemporary world mm-hmm. in a clever way, in a subdued way, 
that lets both sides be able to listen and no one gets angry. You know and, what I mean? No one says, you fucking white privileged cis male. Well, what I like about that <laughs> show <laughs> is that it feels pretty fair to everyone across the book. Every, like, it, right? Whether you're like left, right, Republican, Democrat, you, something in this show will offend you. And I'm like, good. Right. Good. Like, yeah. it should. Like, this, it's, like, that's kind of this character. He has no holds barred about who he is, yeah. but he's just coming to terms with being a decent human being. Yeah. It was great. It started off a little rocky. I remember the first two episodes. I was like, is James Gunn a Republican? <laughs> what's, what's going on here? But then in, in true James Gunn fashion, he basically just made an eight-hour one of his movies. The same arcs even happened. Like, you could take Suicide Squad and take all the moments for the character development, like when they're in the bar and they all get drunk together for the first time. They're all hanging out and partying in episode, that I think, five. That was my one, <coughs> one complaint about this series, like given... Spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. The oh, yeah, spoiler. butterflies versus starfish. Kind of like that right, hive right. mind alien thing. I was like, and like you said, the bar scene kind of hits a lot of the same beats. It felt like him being, if I could make Suicide Squad a, a, a story and put my I, I, my buddy John Cena in the fucking right. main role and stretch this out a little bit more, here's the story I would have told. Just have more time to develop mm-hmm. relationships and characters. Mm-hmm. And it was it was interesting, though, because like, like uh, Robert... Pattinson, no, that's fucking Batman. What's his fucking name? The, <laughs> John Cena. The, uh, no, 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 no. Um, um, Robert Patrick, um, who was infamously in the news for supporting Trump, sure, pl- played th- the most vile, <laughs> DC unforgivable, yeah, unforgivable human being. Who's just a white knight, racist piece of shit, the Ku Klux Klan supervillain. Yeah. So I'm like, so. How how does James Gunn now just all about forgiveness stories ever since someone called him a pedophile and his life was destroyed for two years? So I was like, did you say something good about Trump once and your life was destroyed? Come on and be in my movie. You mentioned this right? on, the, on the last podcast, and I got to give it up, especially coming against like the last episode. And he's not just a, a Nazi. What I love about that character is that by pure virtue of the fact, like, you're, like there's there's no question you're supposed to hate this dude because not, not only is he a, like a vehement racist with like these archaic ideas, he's the worst dad, and yeah, right. to our to our main <laughs> character, he's just like this unforgivably unapologetic ass patronizing piece of shit and i love that this story became the kind of this freudian i have to kill my father and is all all the bullshit old ideas he put in my brain kind of narrative i didn't expect that's where we were going with this story at all which is also feels like a generational issue for i don't know republicans Mm. like young people who are in their 20s and 30s who are like well Mm. i grew up in a republican household so these are my values but this is fucking bananas you know what's happening right now is bananas i'm only putting together now it's a really evolved version of what he did in guardians 2 of being like sometimes my dad's a fucking idiot and i have to kill him and his stupid ideas you know like (laughs) because it involves genocide and i can't keep i can't support that i just i just can't support that even though at the end uh, it only it did when Peacemaker fought his father. The only person in peril was Peacemaker. He fucked up his eagle, but it wasn't like his dad was going to go out and kill the whole world or something sure. afterwards. It was it was just purely personal. Where yeah. he's like, I'm gonna, I need to kill you. you need, yes, this perspective needs to die. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. I think speaks volumes too, right? There was some fantastic stuff they did with the two of them. I really love a lot of the stuff they did for his character to establish the back because it, it felt earned, you know, like 
I don't, like, I don't know the character Peacemaker that well at all, <laughs> to be honest with you. I no, don't know if that's part of his backstory, the whole thing with him and his younger brother. But, like, that whole scene, I'm like, that was simple. It felt very much, you ever read Preacher by uh, uh, Garth Ennis and the... Uh, oh, God. It, it, it was on uh, uh, Vertigo Comics way back in the day. They did the TV show and everything. Preacher? Yeah. You know what I really loved? I, so I listened to uh, uh, Kevin Smith had uh, uh, Sean, oh my God, James Gunn on his podcast. Oh, sweet. That would be fun. Even though, was he just be- be- bemoaning the Oscars not nominating Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he re- I, I missed all of that, but Jesus Christ, he's been, he's been really fucking, apparently he took a, a lot of shit for that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know why you take shit for it. I don't know why you'd give that much of a shit. I don't know why you take shit for saying it. I can't Both understand. Both things seem confusing to me. Who would take that much of a, a defensive stance for the Academy? Does anyone care? Right? So Excuse sweet. me, these people are racist. Yeah. And so am I. <laughs> and older so than fucking time fuck itself. <laughs> yeah. Mary Jane is white. Yeah. That's why he wasn't nominated. <laughs> But um, I love what he did for developing the team. Like, dude, taking Steve Agee's, Agee Agee's character all the way to the point where he just keeps calling him Dyed Beard to the payoff right. in that final episode where he finally to breaks. Admit it. Oh, my God. Oh, and my it's God. it's so depressing and sad. It's yeah. th- but, like, and they're all on the other side listening, like, with these really sad, determined looks on their faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I, looking at them. I was like, you wasted no inch of this show. Yeah. No, it was brilliant. You know, the only thing that faltered for me, and it's such, it's like eight hours. There's so many plot points, it's impossible for us to go over all of them. It's just overall, it was great. Mm-hmm. But um, James Gunn, I think, ruined, spoiler, spoiler, spoilers, the little cameo, the Justice League cameo at the end. Oh, right, right, right. And he only ruined it because I guess for my like cynical, I know how Hollywood works, Hollywood works brain. Cause he tweeted out like a couple days before the final episode, like I withheld this episode from streaming until it actually was about to air because I didn't want spoilers getting out. I can't believe DC is letting me get away with this. This is so amazing. And so you're thinking your mind goes nuts. Like what is James Gunn shocked that he can get away with? This is the motherfucker who worked for trauma. Sure. Like what did he do that? And it turns out it's just the two actors who are currently filming DC properties. It doesn't seem that hard to pull that cameo off. Like, they want to be Marvel. So why would it be so difficult to get them in there? And then Superman and Wonder Woman were in shadows. Well, you, so did, it's like, you did get to throw a fucking, quote, Aquaman fish fucking joke into is, the DC. I think it's pretty funny. That's what we, we've all no, been making no, that joke for years. It's very funny, but to me that doesn't come <laughs> off as a, oh... Oh my god, I can't believe I'm getting away with this. It's like, nah, Warner Brothers is probably so fucking happy with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are rejuvenating this like dumpster fire of a franchise well, they've what, been, what you they've been squandering. What you didn't see is that if you look very closely at Clark Kent, he's wearing a QAnon patch on the Superman outfit. <laughs> that was the big and thing. That was the big thing. <laughs> <laughs> Clark's gone full off the deep end. But yeah, no. As soon as uh, as soon as she said, like, I don't know, call the Justice League on the cell phone, talking to her mother because the chick's mother was was um, Waller, Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller, and so that was her whole arc in the background. Um, it was like, oh, the Justice League are going to show up, and then when they showed up, it was like, oh, it's the two that are currently filming and promoting their movies. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I mean, like... that's one of those things where like <laughs> it reminds me of a splash page cameo on like the last page of a fucking. 
you know, of, of like, you know, an issue run, they, they throw in the cameo by the, the Justice League in the end. I didn't have to see their faces. Right. I didn't give a shit. I'm like, I get the joke. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it was a good joke. I just, I think the, the, the everything around it made it seem weak. Oh, yeah. Me, oh, yeah. Just, you know <laughs> but um, yeah. You, you know that was like. I feel like that's more of a producer thing where they were like, you got to flash the Justice League at some point. We have two of them sitting right here. You got to put right, them in yeah, your Peacemaker in. show so we can tie the, these these universes together just a little bit more, you know? Even though they're getting rid of a Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck. Which so, is why I think <laughs> that they didn't, they didn't even bother with Affleck. So I think it just kept Soups oh. and fucking Shadow. Cyborg too, I noticed Woman. was was noticeably missing from that shot. Yeah, it was just the four of them. Mm. I think just, I don't think Ray uh, Fisher's a uh, welcome back at the Warner Brothers. I don't know. I, I think the character has been fucking blacklisted. Ooh, like, careful, careful. <laughs> bad, poor choice of words. Ooh, poor, poor choice of very poor choice, choice of words. <laughs> I just throw Ray Fisher out a window. Very. <laughs> oh my um, god. Yeah, but, no, I mean, because Warner Brothers seems pretty evil, so. <laughs> gotta give it up. I If you told me, like, you know, whenever they announced the spinoff right before Suicide Squad came out, I was like, of all the people in that cast, he's getting the spinoff. John Cena. Yeah, I'm so confused. So fucking, for a dude who looks like one of the robots from Small Soldiers, yeah. he's <laughs> very charismatic. The Tommy Lee Jones one, right? Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what he looks like. <laughs> He's funny. He, he actually knows. He knows how to act. Like he knows how to improv. Because a lot of that stuff felt like it was improved. Oh and, yeah. And I guess I didn't realize he was a he was that smart. Yeah. Which is bad to say, but like, there's a connotation around. Well, no, big, he, he's, a wrestler, guys, right? he's a wrestler. He's a wrestler. It's not wrestlers. Yeah. You don't expect them to have good comedic timing, but like the dude clearly gets how to riff and shit. Um, yeah. And like it, it's really obvious that like him and James Gunn are apparently like best friends. And he was like, I, 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 you're a very unique human being. You're the Ron Perlman to my Gail Armel del Toro. I need to find a vehicle for you. <laughs> this is something for you. Yeah. Hey, no, that's um his Ron Perlman is um what's his name? The the main character from Firefly because he's been in it. Nathan Fillion. Oh, Fillion. He's been in every one of his movies. Hey, Fillion wasn't in. Uh, Peacemaker was he at all? Unless he made a voice cameo, I don't. I don't think he was in it. So but, that would be his first production without any fillion whatsoever. Yeah, technically, I guess there's maybe a chunk of his arm laying on a beach somewhere, somewhere <laughs> in that universe. He's not that's necessarily. the problem. He already yeah. blew him up, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> <laughs> he could have been a voiceover or something. Yeah, he has one of my favorite lines of Suicide Squad where he turns to Pete Davidson. He's like, "Buckle that one, pull it over. There, you're safe." <laughs> yeah, now you're safe. Now you're safe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I can't uh, uh, rave enough about how much I enjoyed the Suicide Squad. Um, also, one of my new favorite fucking people is uh, let's see, Freddie Stroma as Vigilante, Adrian. Chase. Oh yeah, I was I was going to touch on that. That he, when he first showed up, I was real. I was like, why is like Bat Deadpool yes. here? He was an irritating me. Yes, and then he grew on me like a wart. That instead of pain brings pleasure. To me, the episode <laughs> that there was two moments that won me over. One, whenever he has the threesome with <laughs> Peacemaker yeah, and that right? random chick, I was just like, that was just throw. Like I love that everyone in the James Gunniverse. It's kind of like the Venture Brothers. If you ever watched that show, oh yeah, yeah, where like. It's kind of implicated that all the supervillains and heroes have like really crazy swinger glam rock lives. Like, they, yeah, yeah, but they, they fuck around with each other all the time. And it's that random thrown in shot. I'm like, okay, that's pretty fucking funny. And two, <laughs> it's whenever he finds out 
it's his dad that's making him upset, so he intentionally goes into prison. Yeah, and just shits. Oh, the shit down the throat of those whites. I could watch that scene on a loop. That speech he gives out about the whites. Like, what do you love about the African American culture? I'll go first. And like, yeah, <laughs> just to like antagonize all of them. I'm like, this guy's one of my new favorite characters. I love this man. That was like episode three or something. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's so long ago now that I can't remember the specifics of his his prison speech. But I remember just laughing my ass off. Yeah. At it. I kind of I I, so I waited for it to all build up to the finale and I, I binged it all. I think I stopped around three and I just kind of went through the whole thing recently. Went through it, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's a good week to week one because yeah. I think it would have worked better binging because it's only what it's eight eight hours at the most. Yeah, it's not much. Every episode's yeah. only about forty minutes, forty five minutes. But um, oh, it was oh the um the opening credit sequence. I watched every single time. You know, I usually skip the opening credit sequence, but this one, literally every single time I saw something different. In the age like of... every single time. Where every time you're supposed to, like, they got the skip opening. I love yeah. that James Gunn was like, challenge accepted. I'm going to make an opening yeah. credit sequence that no one is going to skip. Like, that, and that yeah. song, dude, it whenever wasn't... I need to get up in the morning and get shit done now, I will fucking crack that. <laughs> do you really, do you really want to taste it? I do. Yeah. I really do. You do. Oh, I didn't notice the little green thing popped out of the floor until like the fifth f- episode. Uh, the I didn't Master, notice that at all. Kung Fu- oh, yeah, she, she, he, she, the green he, thing, she, the green thing. I don't know if it was a, a lady or a fella. I, I don't know. A, they, they call him him a few times, and where is he? They, they do, but it, it, very feminine um, uh, facial features. So I thought, listen, maybe it was a lady. we Asians, man, we got we got it going for us. What do you want? Don't hate. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hate, but uh, yeah, they right at the end. For Peacemaker picks him up, yeah, picks it up. He, uh, he pops out of the floor, and I was like, I never noticed it. that. <laughs> picks judo master up. Jesus, it's he's, it's so creepy though in the show. So I think it earns the <laughs> earns the title. Just sitting eating the chips, just no. always. Nah. Oh, dude, yeah. I had I have such an I had a really powerful addiction to flaming hot Cheetos, and that show tested my <laughs> my resistance quite a few times. Delicious, That's pretty funny. I loved. Um, um, also, no, everything about that show was great. Sorry, yeah. Big up to uh, Danielle Brooks as Adebayo. I loved that. That was kind of the core of the series. Was like their friendship. You know, he's really good at that, like taking two diametrically opposed characters, like yeah. a- and building their their cute little friendship over the course of the movie. Like I didn't expect again. I sh- knowing James Gunn, I should have known that was going to be the through line. That was coming. Yeah, and I think that's a problem too. The first few episodes, I wasn't digging it, and mm-hmm. I was I didn't I didn't stop and go. This is James Gunn. It's going to like it's it, he's just laying groundwork. Right, right. And this is all going to come to fr- every little thing is going to matter by the end of this because I think it's so good. The first time he's done serial work. Right, oh, yeah. so like it's it, it had, he had to pace himself a little bit differently, but just satisfying moments like seeing fucking at a bio fucking human torpedo into the fucking cow at the end, <laughs> yeah. like I it was one of those things like, I didn't expect I needed to see all of those things, but that payoff is so satisfying. <laughs> she was great too. I liked yeah. that uh, that um, she immediately turned around and ousted her mother. Was just, what the yes. fuck? <laughs> yeah, on the couch. Well, which the- is gonna make the next suicide squad a little more interesting. The moment I really dug was whenever <laughs> Steve Angie's like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm made for this shit. And she runs out and fucking goes full like, oh, yeah, she's Amanda Waller's daughter. She's double fisting guns, just popping motherfuckers. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, Cut yeah. to Steve Angie, hop in the fence, and he just breaks his leg immediately. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> and then it somehow crawled all the way over he 10 seconds the later. Gun. 
yeah. I just love his reaction. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> I really like the scene too because Eagly. I, I think oh. I didn't love Eagle. Like everyone's, everyone's pulling a baby Groot with Eagle. And I'm like, how dare you? I know that's exactly literally in the behind the scenes shit. James Gunn talks about how he was like, trust me, I made baby Groot. And I was like, Ooh, that came off gross. Don't say it like that. Sure. It's like, Eagle, going to be the greatest. And I'm like, he was fun, but I, I, he wasn't, he wasn't like, I'm not jerking off over fucking Eagle, you know, like my cuteness but jerk off. I do like there was a function. Cause it like, to me, like baby Groot, that's clearly something designed to be, cute an eagle to me isn't necessarily cute but the things it did that were cute had resonance in the plot like like you know the the whole at first i was like why the fucking eagle hug but whenever you see that moment where adebayo sees fucking the eagle hug peacemaker she she realizes he's not bullshitting this guy actually might be the real deal yeah yeah, yeah. i love that moment you know (laughs) eagerly was great don't get me wrong i just don't think everyone seems to be treating this like the new baby yoda or something uh and I'm like, it's it, he's an awesome character. Don't diminish him by making him a fucking baby Yoda. I see what you're saying. Fair <laughs> enough. You know, it's not just some cutesy marketing bullshit. But yeah. um, th- that was my two biggest laughs was revolving around that ego, eagle. It was one is when um, Peacemaker and uh, and um, Vigilante are running away and eagle attacks the guy's face. And Vigilante's just like, eagle is hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> that delivery yeah. made me. Me, like I had to pause it. I was pissing myself. It was that, so funny. That was awesome. And then the other one was what was her name? The Adabio. 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 Um, when she was like, I saw a man, an eagle hug a man. He's like, <laughs> you could have taken that as a sign to leave. And she's like, fuck. <laughs> 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 that, really, that really made me laugh too. Like, yeah, why did you choose it to be? I think you just wanted to do this anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess that's kind of the implication, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she was going to do it no matter. what what? That's fucking funny. Yeah, yeah man. It was it's shockingly good. I was shocked. It, Did, it, I said this to you before. I think I said on the last podcast where it makes all the critics of the Marvel shows right. You know what I mean? Because this, this is an amazing little miniseries, superhero miniseries, and it shows the chinks in the armor of the Marvel shows being formulaic, a little more formulaic and ridiculous. I guess it kind of goes to show that, like, I, I, I had doubts, you know, like, as in terms of it being a series about a character, but that dude, James Gunn, man, it just... If he puts his name on it, if he writes and directs it, like you're, you can expect a fucking good time, man. Like, goddamn, right. he's, he's great, James Gunn. I've been a James Gunn fan since before I knew who he was. Mm. I just liked his movies, and I was like, oh, this guy. Oh, I love those movies. Right, right. <laughs> like, I gotta check out his the Scooby Doo movies because even though like that was like his screenplay, oh, and shit. he wrote them. Yeah, yeah but like I, I would just be intrigued because I'm like he clearly gets like the, like if he's gonna do something, he gets the source material clearly really well. Where he's like, I know I can make this uh, work. I've seen those Scooby Doo movies. Uh, they are unwatchable. How dare you! Like he was also getting a paycheck and probably a billion studio notes. He was just fucking getting his. He name said he. Yeah, he said he was fucking miserable waking those movies. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're they're absolutely garbage. Um, Shaggy looks like Shaggy. I think that's the best I can say about it. <laughs> What's his name? Does an actual pretty good Shaggy. I just, I just like Linda Cardinelli as Velma. Those are two. Th- oh, I mean, two we th- all love that. Yeah, those are just two things that go to well together great. Are you talking about her tits? Two great tastes that go together oh, great. Oh, oh, <laughs> all- gotcha. I just misread that entirely. <laughs> Awkward. So there you go. All we need is some other fucking cis white male telling us about ladies' tits, don't we? Mm-hmm. Get Jesus canceled. Christ. God damn it. It's been a good run. <laughs> no, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. It's cute you think it is. 
Um, yeah, I guess I know we're both exhausted, so we're kind of petering out because we kind of blew our load all over Batman's face. So this is I mean, like I, I have a lot to say about Batman. I don't have many notes about Peacemaker. I'm like, yep, he did it. He nailed that yeah. one. Like it's fun That's time. The problem. <laughs> yeah, when you like something, it's not as interesting to talk about. It. Yeah, ironically. <laughs> yeah, it's not as fun. Anyways, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, a huge recommendation for Peacemaker, and definitely go fucking see. Don't go to the theater. Don't risk your life to see the Batman. Yeah. You know that fuckers didn't release. It. I texted you just being like, "Fuckers didn't release it on streaming." Fuck, because yeah. I just wanted to watch it in the comfort of my own damned home. Watch the trailer, but, and if you're thinking to yourself, "I would like 180 minutes of this," then of the exact trailer, yeah, 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 and then then you'll have a pretty good gauge of what you're getting into. And also, the trailer shows the whole movie. There's shots yes. of the city flooding. There's shots like, of la- everything. The last the shot movie. of the movie's in there of him like covered in mud, watching the helicopters take off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then his bizarro romantic bike ride with with Talia. Oh or my Talia. sweet god! That's my daughter's slash Batman's baby mama. Yeah, um, that's all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that different spelling, different spelling. That's and that 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 was the no, that was the last shot of the movie. Him just like that upward shot of him on the bike, and it cut to black. Going, looking back at Selena, like that wasn't my favorite. Wasn't my favorite. No, 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 and it's a shame because Robert Pattinson is. A shockingly good actor. Mm-hmm. So every what that's been the argument, right? Like when no one wanted Heath Ledger, you'd be Joker, <laughs> which is the fucking go-to argument anytime there's a like questionable casting now. Right. Heath Ledger. Fuck off. Verbatim. That's how they say it. Too. <laughs> that is exactly how they say it. They'll be. They'll, like be, they'll, make, they'll, be, they'll be making a total. Your logical argument. They're like, no one really thinks that Robert Pattinson can be. They start rolling on the floor in a pile of their own filth. It's upsetting. You can't talk to these people. <laughs> you just described everyone under twenty. <laughs> everyone who's gonna love this goddamn movie. You just don't get it. Yeah. You don't get angst. It's just full of angst and dork. Do you the plague on? Bruce Wayne. Okay. Bruce <laughs> Wayne. Uh. All right. There it is, folks. <laughs> we'll be back. Sometimes. This has been my favorite podcast in months. <laughs> <laughs> this has been great. It's been a good time. It's been a good time. Good time. All right. Yeah, we'll be back with something. I don't know. Who fucking knows? Figure out something. There's something starts. There's always something. There's got to be something. There's got to be something. There's got to be something. Something. We've gone from a weekly podcast to a monthly podcast, but that just means we're a rarer vintage now. We're Mm -hmm. like an NFT, whereas before we were a sitcom. That's right. We're kind of like the Beatles whenever they stopped touring and they just started dropping albums. That's right. I just equated our podcast to the legacy of the Beatles. That's right. I went there. I just assumed you meant a lot of infighting and depression. <laughs> oh, that too. That that too. And both of those just on my side. Just, That's yeah. just all self-inflicted. Well, everything's peachy over here. He <laughs> led you to fucking joke. All right, kids. We'll talk to you next everybody. time. Yeah. Bye. Bye.